Hey there, welcome to another episode of Self-Help Witch. I am Dee Michelle, and today we are going to have a little fireside chat about hustle culture. So the thing is, we all know that hustle culture sucks. <laughs> I guess we could call it an arm of capitalism and of the destructive tendencies that it has. I think most people that listen to this podcast are already on that boat. But how come then it's so hard, and I'll just speak for myself, why is it so fucking hard to actually stop doing that then? <laughs> to stop hustling, to stop grinding and working so hard. It just speaks to the fact of how deeply it's ingrained. And I'd be curious to hear from you all. How often do you notice yourself kind of under the influence of this mindset without having realized it? Like, oh God, why am I not resting? Why am I working so hard? Why was I on my computer for the last eight hours and I haven't got up to pee? Know what I mean? So I think that this is an insidious problem, not just because it is infused in our culture, but also because we want to succeed. We want to do well. And it's very ingrained in us that in order to do that, we have to bust our asses especially with springtime, you know, and I felt this myself, when the spring equinox comes, I am ready to like Kool-Aid man through the wall. You know, I am ready to kick ass and take names in life and really get shit done. And that got the best of me this week. So a little background, I am a teacher and I'm on spring break right now. And I had big plans for spring break, kind of, (laughs) big plans of getting things done, you know, cleaning projects and getting ahead on my work I do for my day job, recording podcast episodes. And I'm going to tell you, it's Thursday of spring break and none of that happened. None of that happened because I have felt so run down Monday through Wednesday. I slept like most of the days. And of course, when you sleep all day, you end up getting really shitty sleep at night. So that kind of compounded, and now it's Thursday, and I feel like I have like a full-on illness. And there's nothing I can do about that. You know, working through that doesn't make any sense, especially when I'm on vacation. But I felt myself getting really frustrated about that. Like, oh, I had shit to do. I really needed to get these things done. I can't waste all this time. And then as soon as you say something like that or think something like that, that's when the wake-up call happens. Like, hold up. When is rest a waste? We need to rest. It's not a luxury. We must rest. And again, I know we all know this logically, but it's much easier said than done. It's just really hard to recognize when this mindset is working on us, especially if we're in a desperate place trying to make something happen. And maybe you can relate to that. When you really feel like it's of the utmost importance that something happens, you're not going to want to rest. You're going to want to push through and get the thing done. But there comes a time when that pushing is not only helping you, it's actually self-destructive. And that's what I want to talk about today. So without further ado, 
let's get into how this aha moment came up for me with a very powerful tarot spread. I won't bore you with too much background detail here, but just a little bit about how <laughs> we arrived where we're at today. So as I said, Monday through basically this morning, I felt like shit and I didn't really get a lot done. I was okay with that mostly, but definitely in the back of my mind, there was a feeling of time being wasted and that I was losing out on the moment where I could be accomplishing something. Like I had been given this gift of time and I was squandering it. That was kind of the feeling I had. And that was not a conscious thought. And I feel like that's important to say. But looking back now, I definitely feel like that was kind of the undertone of what was going on for me emotionally the last few days. I wake up today and I feel better. So I decided to start working a little bit. And part of what I intended to do was some financial research. Another kind of caveat is I got some news about my taxes being done wrong on Wednesday and I freaked out and immediately bought a subscription to a tax service thinking they could help me. And only after buying that did I realize they can't help me. Luckily I was able to get a refund, but I reacted and that's the point I want to make. More on that in a moment. Today something kind of similar happens in that I'm doing some financial research and there is a realization that my student loan payment is going to be through the roof when the payments start back up again. So that was a huge blow and I immediately went into that reactive mode again, even though just yesterday after all of the like buying the membership and getting the refund, I was like, that was not necessary. If I would have just chilled out and took a little break, I would have been more calm and rational. Like I would have been able to make a better choice about how to handle this. But I had just had that realization yesterday. And then today there was another obstacle on the horizon. I immediately went into what I'm going to call Knight of Wands reverse mode, which is Put out the fires by any means necessary. Very fly by the seat of your pants energy. That was how I spent most of my morning today. Kind of freaking out and wondering how I'm going to make this work. So what was going through my mind in that moment was work harder to make more money so that this isn't an issue. Well, first of all, who said you have to work harder to make more money? I mean, that's definitely the unspoken rule, <laughs> or maybe the spoken rule, I would say, in our society, but I don't think that's true. There's a part of me that doesn't think that's true. I'm still working to uproot that from my belief system because it's very ingrained, like for most of us, I, I'm sure. When I think about the people who have the most money, they don't work that hard. They have other people working for them. I'm not saying that they didn't have to work hard at one point. But here's where we're really going to root into hustle culture and define it because there is a difference between being diligent and proactive and knowing what to do in the moment, knowing the best next step and taking action on that step. That's a very grounded type of quote unquote hard work. There's a difference between that and bust your ass this, if you're not where you want to be, you just need to work harder. 
those are two very different energies. And the latter is hustle culture. That's a lie. And it's very harmful to all of us. And it's harmful because it makes us believe that we are inherently not enough. The philosophical underpinning of if you're not where you want to be, just work harder, is that you inherently cannot have what you want. You're not good enough for it. And so you have to try harder, do more, be more to be worthy of that thing and to have a life that you want. And I don't think <laughs> it takes a genius to figure out that that is going to put you on a cycle of constant disappointment. It's also going to put you in a place where you, when you do actually get what you want, it's not going to feel like enough because all along on the road to getting there, there's a subconscious belief that I'm not good enough for this. I'm not worthy of this. And when you actually get it, that belief is not going to magically disappear. And I think for any of us who have accomplished a goal with this hustle culture mindset, like we've experienced this firsthand. When you reach that mountaintop, you feel like you didn't really earn it. And that's because we had the underlying belief all along that we were not good enough for it. So it's very fucking harmful. I would even argue that this mindset prevents us from true happiness. And in the context of, you know, this scenario that I was telling you about my life, I recognized that me trying to fix or do in this moment was not helpful. And did that totally quell my anxiety? No, <laughs> it did not because these are very real, practical, material concerns. But I also need to recognize when my looping thoughts and impulse to try to fix is harmful. And that was the insight I got from this moment. So after recognizing this, I decided to go a little bit deeper with a tarot spread. This takes me into the tarot spread I pulled for myself today. So I want to share a book with you, and I'll put this in the show notes for sure. This book is my tarot bible. It's called 78 Degrees of Wisdom, A Tarot Journey to Self-Awareness by Rachel Pollock. Seriously, guys, this book book made me feel so much more confident reading tarot for myself. It's so well researched. It's so thorough. And it's very clearly written by someone who has a lot of lived experience with the cards. But one of my favorite things about this book is a spread that she offers toward the end of the book. And it's called the work spread. I'll leave a diagram of this in the show notes as well if you'd like to take a look. But it's basically the beginning of a Celtic cross where one card represents the inner being and then the crossing card represents the outer manifestation of what's going on inside. From there you have two more cards beneath the cross. One is for the past, one is for the expectations. You have three cards in the middle that indicate the work and this tells you about the attitudes or energy or situation the context, what you have to work with at this time with this particular thing you're asking about. And then there's two more cards on the right. 
One represents the outcome and one represents the results. That was confusing to me at first, but the way she explains it is the outcome card is like what's likely to happen and the result is how that will affect you. So that's the spread I used today. Now I felt called to use tarot in this scenario because I knew that my current mode of operation when I feel scarcity <laughs> was not helping me. It was fueled on anxiety and it was harming me. I had already figured that out, but I didn't know a different way. What I was hoping to gain from approaching tarot in this moment was a different angle that I can approach these kinds of situations with that would be more supportive for me emotionally, yet would also be a practical solution that would help me deal with these very real problems. I want to share the synthesis of what I got from the readings that I gave myself which is really the impetus for why I wanted to do this episode because the more I thought about what I was seeing in the cards, the more I was like, I think this is something a lot of people would feel better hearing right now. The first question I asked was, how do I manage this feeling of indebtedness? How can I work through this and work around it in a creative way? The wisdom from this first spread was that trying harder is not the answer. What will that do? Burn you out, it'll make you tired, and it will make you work on the wrong things, it will make you confused. That was what the cards were telling me. If you continue down this path in this way of being very reactive and focusing only on how can I get more, you are going to be working on the wrong things, you're always going to be frustrated, you're going to feel like nothing's working for you, and like you're a victim. What became clear to me as I was interpreting the cards is, yeah, this is what will happen when you grind yourself into the ground. However, you have a choice. One of the cards that was in the spread was the High Priestess, and it was in the expectations spot. So what that tells me is, I know it's possible for me to come to a place where I feel grounded in myself where I can really trust what I'm feeling. And when you're trying to fix and react, that is not the place of the high priestess. The high priestess is the epitome of reception. And I would even argue of rest because you cannot get clear on what's going on within you without taking a step back and resting, without being able to receive that information. How are you going to know what to do next in this moment if you're constantly focused on what's going to happen a week, a month, two months, etc. from now? When you operate from that place of constantly trying to fix and being very reactive and trying to avoid all future problems, what you do is you make the moment suck and you make the future more complicated by doing things you didn't need to do. We complicate things when we try too hard to control or force a result. The reality that we maybe don't want to accept is we cannot get where we want to go any faster by working harder. And I know some people might disagree with that. I'm not saying hard work is pointless, but you have to know when to rest. That's the moral of this story. If you are only pushing, if you are only being active, 
and you're not resting, that's not actually productive. That's harmful. And it's getting in the way of you accomplishing your goals for real because the only place you can actually take action is in the moment. If your mind is constantly in the future, how are you ever going to be able to act and know what to do in the moment? Have that high priestess energy of being able to receive the information you need at this moment. So we must rest, period. Even in this moment of spring, nothing is really blooming yet. Some stuff is where I'm at, but most of it is still in the ground, taking its time. We have to be able to give ourselves this gift of time. That's very hard to do when there are real material concerns involved. I know. (laughs) Trust me, I know. But ultimately, we are not helping anything by wrecking our brains and allowing anxiety to run rampant. Now this brings me to the second spread I pulled because as soon as I kind of got the gist of what that spread was telling me, I was like, okay, well then what do I do instead? What do I replace this hamster wheel of fixing and doing with? The dominant message in this spread was accept that you don't really know what's going to happen. Accept that. And that that's actually not a bad thing because anything can happen, good or bad, yes. But trying to figure out an unknowable future is a fool's errand. And it's a waste of your energy in the moment. Essentially, there's nothing to do. When there are so many unknowns and the issue that you're trying to figure out is not even happening right now, you're in a land of confusion. You're in a realm where you don't have the full story and therefore there's nothing for you to actually do. It's counterproductive to do anything because you don't have all the details yet. That was really helpful to remember. Now the advice I got for the work cards was practice moderation. So I got temperance reversed, which is telling me, hey, you're prone to these extremes of either like doing the most or doing nothing, and that's not helping you. Find a way to work in the middle of those extremes. I also feel like temperance reversed is such a good depiction of what hustle culture does to a person internally. You're constantly reacting and constantly trying to put out fires. In the meantime, what's happening inside you is you're completely off your center. That's really what temperance reversed is. It's being off your center. That's the perfect distinction between good productive hard work and toxic unhealthy hard work. If it's taking you off your center, if you approach it off center, it might actually end up being more counterproductive than helpful. Now something kind of fascinating was in the first spread I got the eight of pentacles reversed, which for me I read that card as working on the wrong things and potentially not doing good work. In the context of that spread that's telling me When you are focused on fixing an issue, you're not going to do your best work. You're going to like throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And that is very demoralizing because as people who are trying to live great lives and accomplish stuff and be successful, we want to actually be successful. (laughs) We want to know that our work is worth it. And when you're just trying to get shit done for the sake of like not being afraid of what's going to happen the best result is not going to occur. 
On the other hand, in the second spread, where I was like, okay, well, what do I do instead? I got the Seven of Pentacles upright, which is a card that's all about patience, hard work, and allowing the fruits of your labor to bloom when they are ready. So it's two very different energies. You can bust your ass and hammer out the coins like the Eight of Pentacles and hope for the best, or you can allow yourself to tap into the moment where you will figure out what to do. And I just love the image of someone gardening as a perfect depiction of how to work in the moment and not in the future on a foundation of anxiety. Because in order to garden, you have to know what to do right now. You know, I'm not a pro gardener, so I can't really say much about that, but I, I think about like pruning something. If you prune something when it's just starting to grow, you're going to kill it. And that is what we do metaphorically when we are working from a place of anxiety, from a place of hustle culture mindset. We are doing things that are not needed in the moment and therefore counterproductive to the results we're trying to achieve. The last thing I'll say about the dichotomy of these two spreads, because I think this is just like, we can't ignore this. In the first spread, I got the Page of Cups reversed. I read the Page of Cups upright as a card about listening to the voice within, listening to your intuition, and allowing your feelings to speak to you with their wisdom. So when that page is reversed, it's like you're ignoring your emotions, you're ignoring what you need on an emotional or even spiritual level. You're getting a message about what you need and you're not listening to it. So I got that card reversed in the first reading, as if to say, if you keep pushing, you're not going to be able to hear what you actually need in the moment, and that is harmful to you. Whereas in the second reading, the page was upright, which is to say, when you stop with this yo-yo extremism of do the most or do nothing, you will know what to do because you will be operating from the present moment. Now, let's cap this off with tips and tools for how to actually rest and unplug from this toxic hustle culture. Well, obviously, based on the stories I just told you, this is something I'm very much still learning how to do. But I feel like once I have the awareness that this is a loop that I'm in in the moment, like, okay, my anxiety has taken over and I'm trying to control the future right now, I do have some tools that help me a lot. So let me share them with you. Obviously, tarot. <laughs> I love using tarot for self-reflection. And I will say... You know, it took me a minute to feel comfortable with tarot because, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, when I first began using the cards, it was unclear to me what my philosophical foundation was with these cards. Like, what am I talking to? Am I talking to my highest self? Am I talking to my spirit? Are those things actually different? Am I talking to my guides? How do I know I'm talking to my guides and not just making this up? That was something I really had to figure out for myself first, but now that I feel like I've kind of have an understanding of what I am doing when I engage with tarot, which is a journey all of us have to go on on our own, I now feel using the cards for self-reflection is incredibly therapeutic. Without fail, it helps me see something I wasn't seeing before, and I will not lie to you. I'll say nine times out of 10, when I pull out my deck, there's a part of me that's like, this isn't going to help me. Because 
in my heart, there's still a skeptic. There's still this person who is very jaded on spirituality. But I will tell you, <laughs> every time I use the cards, I get something out of it. So that is option number one. If you need to get out of your head and get grounded in the moment, that practice will help you. Now, another thing that's a little more maybe accessible to those of us who don't have a deck or like aren't really into tarot is get away from your screens. So anxiety is fueled by thinking. It is future thinking. That's literally what it is. So do as much as you can to turn that intellectual part of you down, not off, but just down so that something else can have some space. I also really like to bring in the elements as part of my self-care practice. And when I think of anxiety, I think of Knight of Wands reversed, and I think of fire. Anxiety is a very fiery feeling. Fire is the first element that comes up for me because it does feel like putting out fires. It also feels like it is what leads to burnout. So fire is really the element that comes up for me first when I think of anxiety. And what do you do to counter fire? You can throw dirt on it. That works, I think. Don't come for me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is grounding really helps. Connecting with the earth element really helps, and so does water. Something so simple that I like to do when I'm in this frenzied state is take a shower. Now, you could be in this state and take a shower and have it not do anything for you because this working is all about your mentality. So in order for that to even help you at all, you would have to first recognize, okay, I'm very dysregulated right now. My mind is running amok and I need to do something that's going to take me out of my mind and into my body and into the moment. Without that realization, a shower is not going to help you. But if you know that information, you can mindfully enter your shower. And I like to treat every part of it as a threshold. Like when I step in the bathroom, it's a new chapter. When I step into the shower, I am now in this sacred cleansing space. And you can do the same thing with earth, right? When I step out my door into the outside, I have also crossed a threshold. I am out of that space where my mind was like a tornado. And now I am a part of the earth. I'm a living organism and I am Right here in this moment, this moment is all there is. That's what earth energy gives me. The presence of the moment, which is truly the most healing energy you could connect with in a situation like this. Because we want to get out of the future and be able to access the energy of the present. So honestly, anything that will help you be mindful, and by mindful I mean connected to right now, that's going to get you out of that headspace of trying to quote unquote figure it out. And I'll leave you with this. There's nothing to figure out. We can't know the future. We can prepare for the future. We can be proactive about the future, but we can't stop the inevitable from happening. So at a certain point, we need to realize when our Good intentions of trying to be really prepared turn into an anxiety-fueled intellectual rampage that really damages us in the moment and gets us further away from what we're trying to accomplish. 
I also want to add that sometimes this reactivity that I'm talking about is something that we need more help with. So if the reaction is rooted in a traumatic response, that's something we should reach out to other people and get some help with. So if you think that that might be part of what you're experiencing, that maybe your reactivity is rooted in some kind of traumatic experience that you had, I strongly encourage you to reach out to a therapist and to explore that with someone that you trust. I really feel like I'm being repetitive, but I got to say it one more time. You can't do anything in the future. You can only do stuff right now. You can only quote unquote fix anything right now. If there's anything to fix, it's the stress that you're feeling in the moment. So that when it is time to finally face this thing that's on the horizon, you are in the best possible place to deal with it in a grounded, solid way. Okie dokie, Smokies. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and to leave a review. It helps other people find us. So please do that if you haven't already. You can hang out with me on Instagram at selfhelpwitch. And I will also leave for you in the show notes uh, the free resource library that I have available for you. You can get that for free right now. Until next time, I love you. Keep going and take care of yourself.